This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today, I'm so glad to welcome back to the podcast my friend Barbara Riach. For 11 years, Barbara was Bible Study Fellowship International's Director of Children's Programs. And for nearly 20 years, she taught women's BSF classes in the United States and in South Africa. She's written several books for children, including most recently a devotional for families, A Better Than Anything Christmas. I really recommend it. I hope you pick up a copy. It's really good. She's been married to Ron for over 40 years, and they have three grown children and seven grandchildren. If you want to learn more about Barbara and her writings, you can visit her website, which is barbarareoch.com. That's Barbara and then the last name, R-E-A-O-C-H.com. Barbara, great to have you back on the podcast. It's so good to be with you, Champ. Well, I am excited to hear what you have to say about the verses you're going to talk about today. So what are they? Yeah, I'm glad you said verses because there's a couple of them, but uh, (laughs) they're just interesting verses from Luke 14, 25 through 27. Now great crowds were traveling with him. So he turned and said to them, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. So, Barbara, before we dive into what these verses are saying, can you give us some of the background, the context? This is occurring in the middle of Luke 14. What's going on before, after? Help us out here. Yes. Yeah, because these kind of stand out as shocking verses, don't they? Yep. So I think it helps us to remember that that Jesus is teaching us what it's going to take to follow him for the long haul. And I think it helps us to remember that Jesus did not teach that hating is a, is a right thing. Um, instead, we know from other passages that he taught us to love our neighbor as ourselves, to love and obey our parents, to forgive other, others who have sinned against us, to pray for our enemies, and, and on and on. We value our own life as those made in the image of God. So... I think it, it's a good question to ask. Why is he using that strong, intense expression here? Why does he say hate? And commentators on this chant suggest that hating was kind of a common way in Jesus' day of saying loving less. Hmm. And, it, and it also helps for us to think that, you know, kind of using a harsh expression here helps us to understand the importance of loving it kind of helps us. It's Jesus' way of saying, you're not going to wiggle out of this. This isn't the way to gain my acceptance. Right. But it's the way to come and and follow me. So he's saying that in comparison to the way we love him, our love for other people, even the people we love most, like our parents, our family members, is going to seem like hate when you compare it side by side with our love for Jesus. Is that right? Absolutely. Loving him is going to come first. So why don't you take these verses and put them into your own words? What would that sound like? 
Yeah, I think very simply put, it might be that a disciple or a follower of Jesus is a man, woman, boy, or girl who loves him more than anyone or anything. Barbara, why do you think Jesus is calling us to do that? Why is he saying that we need to put him before anything or anyone else? What do we learn about who God is from that? Why is he saying that? I I think that's an important question because in a strange sort of way, Champ, he's asking us to do what we can't do. Mm. (laughs) He's asking us to do the impossible. So he's just to clarify, he's not asking us to prove our love for him. Right. And and by being willing to give up whatever we love more than him, he knows our hearts are kind of made to love something. And it's typically ourselves, right? Right. He's really saying, this is what one will do when they follow me. But I know this is an impossible task. And so it drives us to Jesus because he's done the impossible for us. He he left the beauty of heaven to live on earth. And he became a man not only to die for us, but to live for us. Jesus' disciples are all of us who trust that Jesus did what was hard for us, what was impossible for us, so that we can follow him. So I think when we have impossible commands like this from him, that it's because he knows what is ultimately best for us. And that's that we find our satisfaction, our joy, our hope in him who did the impossible for us and who will give us everything we need to follow him in the way that he knows will satisfy us more than anything else. Yeah, that's such a good thought because Jesus himself went to the cross and he did that in confidence that the father would raise him from the dead, Mm -hmm. that things would turn out Mm -hmm. well, even though he went into death for us. And so we can have that same confidence that he's going to satisfy us and things will turn out well because uh, we know how his story ended and our story and his story have become united. So how do you think we might misread this verse? In other Mm -hmm. words, if we took this verse and we spun it around backwards and misread it, what might that sound like? Yeah, well, I think it could very well imply that we have to prove our love for him and that he will only let us be his disciple if we constantly prove that we will embrace him more than anything else. So it becomes about us again, if that's the way we approach this verse. And and he's not really saying then that he'll only let certain people be his disciples who, who are willing to do that and who demonstrate that they are willing to do that. But, but what he is saying is this is the way to, for us to trust him more, that he did the hard thing so that we can follow him. And so, yeah, I think, I think it's important for us to look at this passage and to learn what we can about God that God is the one who is is the greatest guide of all. He is the one who will lead us in paths of righteousness for his name's sake, and that he does give us these impossible assignments so that we can know more of his love for us. 
reminds me of one person from church history, and I want to say it was Augustine or Augustine might have said, as a prayer to the Lord, command whatever you want and then provide for whatever you've commanded. Mm-hmm. You know, So in some ways he's doing that here. He's saying, you need to love me supremely and I'm going to be the one to help you do that. He absolutely is. And so he's constantly driving us to what we can't do so that we will lean into him. That's so good. Let me read it again. This is Luke chapter 14, verses 25 through 27. I'm reading from the Christian Standard Bible. It says, Now great crowds were traveling with him. So he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Barbara, thank you for pointing us to these verses and for explaining them like you did. Would you just take a moment and ask the Lord to help us live out these verses in our lives? Yes, I'd love to. Father God, there's no leader who compares to you. Through your Holy Spirit and your word, you have led us to your son, Jesus. And he's the one who rescues us from all other lesser guides. So we admit, Father, that that we really often try to find our satisfaction, though, in these lesser guides. So help us even today to see you at work in our hearts, to know you and love you more. We want to follow you wherever you lead, no matter what the cost would be to our own goals and dreams and plans. And Father, I pray that you will give each listener today the desire to share these truths with their children, with their grandchildren, or even the kids at church, so that they too might know the joy of following Jesus. It's in his name that we ask this. Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word, On the Go. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.